0: Somehow that
1: we can parse down the words of shorthand textual conversations like there's some contract for a car is is simply not consistent with my or most people's use of text messaging.
2: That's a decent point right there. Um. Uh, so we've been going through uh, some of the stuff from the hearing yesterday. We just got a couple of texts that I thought was interesting. First of all, this when I was um tuning in some of the uh, the left leaning channels, which is all of them, but Fox um uh, last night. Several of the shows late in the day they didn't even lead with those hearings, huh? And and I think I think it's a I think it's a view of this is just a Republican dog and pony show to try to embarrass an FBI agent and save Trump. It's not legitimate news because I was wondering how they'd cover it. Mostly, just didn't get covered at all, as it's just not important, right? That and or it's pretty difficult to have those texts read out loud over and over again and not have. Strock and the FBI look pretty bad. True. In my opinion. Yeah. Um, we a couple of texts we got. One was how <laughs> listening to that montage, how could you expect these clowns to solve
1: anything? Well, Which no, is a kidding. decent point. That's that's who you're putting your faith in when you keep voting for bigger government and they're gonna bring you your utopia. They're gonna bring you a happy life. Government will do that. That's the people we're talking about.
0: Point of order, utopias are fine. Are <laughs> no, we just not. gonna make up rules as we go along? Yeah,
1: <laughs> apparently
2: they are. Um, you guys missed the best line of the whole thing. Well, it was nine hours long, and I probably watched three hours of it. That means I've got six to go. Yeah. Um, you guys missed the best line of the whole thing. When asked if Strzok had informed his bosses of his affair, he said no, he didn't think it was relevant. The woman asking the questions then said, boy, do you have a lot to learn about HR? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. The other favorite line, which I did see, was the Republican dentist who said, I'm a dentist, so I know a lot about body language. And as I've been watching this today and, and every,
3: no, no, wait a minute. <laughs>
2: And everybody's reaction was,
1: why do you know a lot about body language? <laughs> because you're a dentist. You know a lot about tooth decay. That oh will you, you know a lot about gums. That was his opening
2: <laughs> line that he said
0: as if it's just obviously true to everyone. Self-evident, yeah. <laughs> you think he starts everything like that? Now, I'm a dentist, so I know a lot about fine wines.
1: <laughs> right. How odd.
0: <laughs> I thought that was freaking
1: hilarious. So, w- one of the off played <laughs> clips uh, on the uh, left-leaning media... Um, uh, from Peter Strzok's testimony was this righteous, righteous defense of why he might be somewhat anti-Trump. You need to understand that that was written late at night, off the cuff, and it was in response to a series of events that included then-candidate Trump insulting the immigrant family of a fallen war hero. And my presumption, based on that horrible disgusting behavior that the american population would not elect somebody demonstrating
0: that behavior to be president of the united states it was in no way unequivocally any suggestion that me the fbi would take any action whatsoever to improperly impact the electoral process
1: well here's where we give people whiplash if they're trying to decide are you guys pro-trump or anti-trump first of all as sean davis of the federalist points out It's weird how Strzok went just minutes earlier from claiming he didn't even remember writing that text to knowing the precise moment he wrote it, that it was about Kazir Khan and that the text was really Trump's fault for being, quote, horrible and, quote, disgusting. That is a little bit odd, sir. Because he had claimed specifically he had no memory of writing that text. On the other hand, I think the Washington Post in an editorial which is unnecessarily one-sided, but that's what I expect from The Post a lot, their editorial board. Um, a former National Security Agency lawyer by the name of Susan Hennessy, whoever that is, said, what's actually on display here is House GOP members demonstrating that they cannot even conceive of the possibility someone could place duty and institutional integrity over base political and personal interests. In other words, it's unthinkable that somebody could be biased, Toward a candidate, but still do their job in a professional manner.
2: Right, and if you, if you can't, then we're all doomed. R- right, w- police right. officers, doctors, everybody in politics, obviously, everybody in the media. You've gotten, we've got no chance if if it's impossible for people. To do their
1: job, even though they have leanings. Right. And maybe the unwashed masses buy that sort of fake argument or, or insufficient argument. I, I don't. I don't think that's self-evident at all because I've known plenty of people who do, who do just that. They put their personal feelings aside and they do their job to the best of their ability. On the other hand, I believe, having looked at this stuff for months and months and months and months and months, that there are a number of impossible-to-explain decisions uh, made in terms of the Hillary investigation and the Trump investigation, unless it was bias in favor of Hillary and against Trump, and or a belief that Hillary was going to get elected, and since she was the incoming president, we don't want to make her mad. Now that is an interesting and important question for Congress to get to the bottom of those two possibilities. And they could have at the hearing yesterday, because there's there there, as they say. But with a couple of exceptions, they did kind of a poor job. But, you know, politics is the art of enticing or frightening the herd to run one direction or another. And that's what they were trying to do.
2: Well, if I had somebody investigating me in law enforcement, I would sure hope they weren't as far down the road of uh, the outcome before they get the evidence
1: as Strzok was. Oh, yeah. And as we said last hour, if Judge Brett Kavanaugh had been texting similar things about, say, I don't know, abortion or union rights or something like that, and said, no, 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 I won't let that get in the way of my judging. Do you think Chuck Schumer would accept that? Do you think he'd buy that? Do you think Nancy Pelosi would be? Do you think Cory Booker, who's out pounding his chest and shouting to the four winds about how Brett Kavanaugh will bring on, you know, uh, uh, grandmother rape and cannibalism, do you think Cory Booker would accept that? Absolutely not. They're all a bunch of liars.
2: So they were they were having their uh, their affair and on their company phones because they wanted their personal phones, their husband and wives to not catch them.
1: Is yeah. that it? How about you buy a, a, yet another phone, you dip s's? <laughs> yeah, that's incredibly unprofessional, especially given the fact that this guy's in counterintelligence. Yeah, I saw one analyst uh,
2: say that she's talked to a lot of intel professionals who say you just when you're in intelligence you just can't. Have something that blackmailable out there where it's easy to get. Because texts are really easy to get. And, I mean, you're highly
1: blackmailable when you've got an affair out there like that. That's what our spooks do. They look for opportunities to either entice or blackmail foreign officials and agents into working for us. And that's a perfect way to do it. So this guy who is the chief counterintelligence investigator for the FBI is is doing this incredibly blackmailable stuff that's just miles
2: of stupid. He was the number a phrase. He was the number 4 in the FBI. Yeah. He was the fourth most powerful person in the FBI. That's that's not good. No. Um uh, I'm a dentist so I read body language very well. Has to be of all the quotes that came out of yesterday, I think that's the quote of the day. Cuz that is just amazing.
1: If somebody like a... you can assume you've hurt them. <laughs> And maybe they need a little more Novocaine. I'll grant you that.
0: I would like to nominate. Hi, how was Trump other than a douche? As the quote of the day.
2: (laughs) So that was a trick Daryl Issa did. We should play that whole clip where he made Strzok read the text. And Strzok kind of pushed back a little bit. I mean, he knew exactly what was going on. Everybody did.
0: OMG, he's an idiot.
2: You just want me to say them in my voice. So you've got clips of me saying them. Okay, here I go. (laughs) In terms of entertainment value, it was an excellent idea. Yeah, I'm not sure it advanced the discussion any. And by the way, Britt Hume, who's the senior political analyst for Fox, speaking of the Louis Gohmert moment in which Gohmert uh, went after the affair specifically, which is irrelevant, um... Brit Hume said on Fox, I did not think it was possible anyone could make Peter Strzok seem like a sympathetic figure in this hearing, but Louis Gohmert did. Mm. His behavior toward the witness was bullying and insulting and elicited no information. Yes, that was a huge mistake. Yeah. For a variety of reasons. It was uncool, and you did real damage to your, your cause, Well, partic- making it the headline of the day.
1: Particularly given the fact that the, the great and popular attack on the Republican investigation into the investigations... Is that it's not serious. It's not about America or the fidelity of law enforcement, et cetera. It's about protecting Trump and undermining Mueller and the rest of it. And you just made it look dumb and unserious. Did you see the number of times that Democrats said or
2: brought up the uh, the missing children? Yes. That worked that in. Well, we, we should I, I be having a hearing that.
1: about that. That's what's important. The That's separated, separated children, the poor, heartbroken children, right. at the, or gun violence, preventing another Las Vegas. Okay, well, have, how about you have a hearing about that tomorrow or something? I don't know. Mm-hmm. You guys work 40 hour weeks, don't you? Well, have we, another hearing. They work like 70 hour weeks, and 50 of it is on the phone fundraising. Yeah. But they'll bring you a utopia, so keep voting for more federal power, everybody.
3: <laughs>
1: well, I'm a dentist,
2: so I know a lot about uh, changing tires. Uh, what? <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Uh, I got to hit this paid advertisement in the San Francisco Chronicle about the um, uh, needles and poop on the streets. I suppose I could mention that at some point.
1: Oh, and there was a wildly unethical and incredibly dangerous law slipped into, you know, the, the the laws of California that nobody's talking about. It's it's incredible. It's
2: impeachable. Have you seen our new video about me chickening out on the high dive? It's a shame that Emmy nominations went out before that was posted. We should hit the Emmy
1: nominations, by the way. There's some uh, interesting stuff in there. The video of you on the high dive is to cowardice what Ken Burns' The Civil War was to courage. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> where is that available, that video? Well, <laughs> no, theoretically at armstrongandgetty.com, plus through uh, Facebook, right? And it, Did we tweet it? I did. YouTube. All right. We'll put it on the social
2: media. Yeah. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong
3: and Getty Show. This morning I watched, by the way, I'm a dentist. Okay, so I read body language very, very well. Be-
2: what? <laughs> anyway, that was from the hearing yesterday, and we've got more from the hearing coming up in a little bit. The uh, A lot of stuff got obscured by uh, Heavy News Day yesterday. The Emmys came out, and one of the headlines, talk more about that later, is HBO had been the most nominated network for 17 straight years. Who knocked him out of first place? Netflix. Mm. The changing face of how we get our entertainment. I thought Netflix
1: just, like, uh, rebroadcasted bad movies. What? Mm. Bachelor Party 3, and that's her back to school. Nut no, job 2. Oh, boy. So, listen, this... Uh, some of you hear me talking about California and Cal Unicornian blasting the government of the great progressive state of California, and you think it's just not to my political leanings. Uh, that's not it at all i've lived in plenty of places that you know tend to sway you know away from my point of view i think there are things going on that are so stupid and dangerous and 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 indefensible in california and if the the voters had any idea they would reject it soundly but nobody knows san diego union tribune editorial board recently wrote a great editorial they talked about Prop 47, which reclassified several nonviolent felonies as misdemeanors, as they point out, in a ham-handed way that didn't make crucial distinctions. Few people, for instance, would think possession of date rape drugs should be seen as a minor offense. L.A. Times analysis found that the law had emboldened repeat offenders, especially drug, a- drug addicts who steal to pay for their habit. Um, Public Policy Institute of California found a little positive of it, little reduction in crime rates, etc., uh, etc. Cetera, et cetera. Prop 47... However, was surpassed in stupidity by Prop 57. This law made it easier for nonviolent felons to win parole. That's nonviolent in quotes. But again, the authors failed to sweat the details using an existing overbroad list of nonviolent crimes that included rape of an unconscious person. So rape of someone who's unconscious is a nonviolent crime? Spousal beating, violent child abuse. Wait a abuse. second. Beating sounds violent. We I shared some of the uh, the list of these so-called nonviolent crimes uh, a couple of days ago, and I was trying to find it real quickly. I don't have it in front of me, but it includes, well, again, violent child abuse, rape of an unconscious person, intentionally making someone unconscious so you can rape them, etc. These are minor crimes in California because Prop 57 was so stupid, yet, yet voted for. All driven by what? That's what I don't get. This idea that we have too many people locked up and listen, prison reform in general, uh, what we put people away for, for how long, in what way, that's perfectly that's legitimate. We ought to be talking about that like on a weekly basis to make sure we're doing it right, depriving people that are liberty. But this was done so terribly, so stupidly. Those two props in a way that encourage crime. Everybody, ask anybody in retail whether shoplifting of large amounts has increased since California stupidly made anything up to $900 a misdemeanor. Essentially, it's like a traffic ticket, but not even as bad. Um, Everybody knows it was a terrible idea, but this is all a lead up to Assembly Bill 1810, which Jerry Brown just signed into as a budget trailer bill that's supposed to clean up details of the budget, but this had nothing to do with budget. It included a provision that appears to allow defendants charged with any crime to get the charges put on hold and eventually dismissed if they can persuade a judge that the offense resulted from a mental disorder that a mental health expert says is treatable.
2: Yeah, that's that's funny. I ended up with that uh, situation in my my case, the guy that assaulted my family and the prosecutor explaining to me how this could happen very easily, where you'd have a judge who would say, well, they need—they uh, got some mental problems, so then it just kind of goes away, right?
1: Including alcoholism or a drug problem, etc. So yeah, they beat your wife half to death, but you know he's got a problem—he's an alcoholic. So we're going to dismiss these charges. Or
2: threaten to rape and kill your children in front of you, for instance. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, yeah, and that's a that that happens apparently.
1: Now, according to the Union Tribune editorial board, which I trust to be sober and, even minded, and even-handed, and says that Senate Bill 215, which was before the legislature, had a similar tack in mind but was much more limited and, and, and serious and sober, but Brown, the ancient idiot governor, Instead of vetoing AB 18 and letting the debate proceed, he short-circuited it, despite being warned by San Diego County District Attorney Summer Steffen that this is, quote, the most irresponsible legislation our state has ever seen, which is something, considering the idiocy of 4757, quote, it would wreak havoc in our criminal justice system. Oh, my God. uh, System. The L.A. County Association of Deputy District Attorneys blasted the maneuvering that led to the law, quote, as a scandalous abuse of the legislative process. What they've done, what Brown and state lawmakers have done, is an outrageous simultaneous display of arrogance and incompetence. One that seems certain to haunt the criminal justice reform movement. Get ready for a signature gathering push that seeks to overturn AB 810 and maybe 4757 as well. You know what? Sometimes, sometimes, and this is, I tell you what, this is a dark view of the politics of the golden state maybe it took something this egregious indefensible stupid and dangerous to wake up the stoned electorate of california to overturn it along with 47 and 57
2: yeah well what you're going to have what you're going to have to have and you're probably going to get is a, a horrible story of somebody getting uh, hurt or killed right by one of these people who should have been in jail and you can make that as the, the you know The poster person. Right. For your argument. Right. That's what it'll take. But a horrifying thing is going to have to happen.
1: Yeah, uh Michelle Hannessy, who's the aforementioned Association Deputy District Attorneys gal, uh, said, quote, In a startling abuse of the legislative process, a budget cleanup bill has just been used to sneak in radical and never debated changes in the criminal justice system. It allows a defendant suffering from a mental disorder to be granted pre-trial diversion and the charges later dismissed for any crime, any crime. If a judge finds the disorder played a significant role in the crime and if a defendant has, quote, substantially complied, end quote, with mental health treatment during the diversion period. In short, this new allow uh, this new law allows diversion and dismissal of charges for any crime, including those where a victim was killed or seriously injured. God,
2: that is really troubling. You I th- adjudge. And I'm telling you, you're a victim of a crime, and then you find out this person has committed crimes their whole life and have, and have managed to stay out. It's really frustrating.
3: What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, Trump diplomacy, a wonder to watch and wonder about. <laughs> Johnson & Johnson ordered to pay $4 billion in a cancer case and chaos at Build-A-Bear promotions around the West and the rest of the country. Okay, and we've got uh,
2: semi-breaking news coming up too, so stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. (laughs) So here's the semi breaking news. Rod Rosenstein, the acting attorney general. What well he's not the attorney general. He's only the attorney general deputy, if it's about the Russia story. Right? He's the deputy. Yeah. So he's general. having a press conference That's deputy 2 to, the to announce something. Shut up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> point of order, Mr. Chairman. Nah, you no can't kidding. raise a point of order now. No. Yes, he can. Overrule the point no, of he order. No, we can't. You're, you're, you're making this up as you go along. Indeed. But, are turn. you just going to make up rules as we go along? Apparently. Mm-hmm. So, yes.
2: So the, the, the uh, Attorney General, if it's about Russia, is having a presser at 845 West Coast time. Yep. Well, Friday, he's having a presser. Just... Friday's regularly announcements are made. For some reason. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if anything big. Maybe it's nothing. You never know. Um, We have uh, some uh, interesting fashion news for you. We have uh, entertainment news, and we have plenty of important stuff. Nikki Haley yesterday, did you see that? The U.N. announcing that North Korea is cheating like crazy with getting their oil, and guess who's helping them? China! Russia and China are running ships off the coast of north korea and they're unloading the oil there and then bringing them into port and getting around our sanctions and russian and china are helping them so we'll talk to Mike Lyons about that and other right. things coming up beautiful let's get the news now Marsha phillips
3: uh, meanwhile president trump is striking a very different note on brexit and his host at a joint news conference this morning with prime minister theresa may during the interview with the sun newspaper before meeting with may Trump roundly criticized her for her plan to carry out Brexit, the exit from the European Union, while maintaining close ties to that union. Trump going so far as to say if she goes through the plan as it's set now... No, if they do that, uh, I would say that that would probably end a major trade relationship with the United States. Then hours later during his news conference so the, May, I want to
2: understand this. Yes. The President of the United States just said... If the Brits do X, we will end our trade relationship with Great Britain? Uh,
3: Yes, essentially.
2: That's a heck of a thing for the President of the United States to say. Well, it's
3: ridiculous and indefensible. Okay. Then during this morning's news conference with May, Trump says, Oh, wait, 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 it's really no problem. I don't know what they're going to do, but whatever you do is okay with me. That's your decision. Whatever you're going to do is okay with us. Just make sure we can trade together. That's all that matters. So, as usual, he said
1: something crazy, then clarified it, and the world will keep turning. It reminds... We're all going to be fine. <laughs> it reminds
2: me of when he was, I think, just the candidate. I think he was the candidate then. Uh, announced that we should boycott Apple. Right. Right. M- major party candidate said we should boycott the most valuable company in the world that is a U.S. company. And he didn't follow through on it, and neither did anybody else. So
1: <laughs> he only took it seriously. Y'all yeah. Trump haters, including the New York Times this morning and all the alphabet networks, are screaming about how the special relationship has been changed forever. This could do incredible damage. No, it's not. We're all going to be fine. And your Trump lovers are saying, oh, no, no, no. He uh, he just meant to blah, blah, blah. He was a clever ruse. No, he didn't. No, it wasn't. He says crazy crap. He, listen, I'm talking to both you. I'm grabbing both of you. I'm Mo Howard of the Three Stooges. I'm grabbing you, Curly, and you, Larry. I'm bonking your heads together and telling you. He says crazy stuff he shouldn't say, and
3: we're all going to be okay. Bonk. There.
1: How about that big orange baby balloon, the
2: baby in a diaper with the Trump hair? Yes, that's unfortunate.
3: That's something Trump referred to in his son interview. He said the Trump baby balloon is making him feel unwelcome in London. Oh, really? The balloon acting as a magnet for protesters and tourists alike. Uh, It's
0: very British, British uh, art, uh, British um, humor. Uh, I think it's the best way uh, to criticize Donald Trump.
3: There you go. Oh, we got to play
2: the Piers Morgan getting into it with a protester. Have you heard that? Oh, yeah. I have that right here, ready to go. So, uh, okay.
3: Yeah. Meanwhile, ex-FBI attorney Lisa Page testifies behind closed doors both today and Monday before the House Oversight and Judiciary Committees. Republicans want to question her about her work and the special counsel's investigation into possible collusion between Russia and Russia. And the Trump 2016 campaign, and they also want to ask her about anti-Trump text messages she exchanged with FBI agent Peter Strzok. But this, unfortunately, is behind closed
0: doors. Indeed. Why is this one behind closed doors and his was in front of cameras? Why is she's going to give all the sexy details. <laughs> Do you know why? Too no. hot for TV. <laughs> um, I, I think Because America
2: said... couldn't handle another day of being exposed... Oh, I could handle it. what
1: these hearings are actually like. <laughs> America's femme fatale, the hottest agent at the FBI. She's not an agent, actually. But no, I think she said the only way I'm showing up is if it's a closed hearing. I'm not going to join in your your ready-for-camera kangaroo court. So
2: is it less of a dog-and-pony show when the cameras aren't on? I suspect so,
3: yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Johnson & Johnson is being ordered to pay over $4 billion dollars in a Missouri asbestos cancer case. Four billion. That's a lot. A Missouri jury ruling the company's got to pay out the four billion dollars to 22 women who claimed they developed ovarian cancer after using Johnson's baby powder.
2: Pretty sure I bought Johnson & Johnson stock back when I had babies, thinking Oh boy. Yeah,
0: well, what are you going to do? The claim is Baby Pirate so, you thinking your children were going <laughs> to tip their stock prices into unprecedented no, new heights.
2: There's a belief among some investors that if there's products you use a lot and you just you know recognize you like this product and everybody's using it, you invest in stuff like that. It's okay. just it's not sure. going away.
3: The, um, you know, but they, this is going to hurt. Makes a lot of sense. This is going to hurt. Yeah, the company which is currently battling nine thousand talc cases says they are disappointed in the jury's decision. Wow. uh, $4 billion. Did you hear about uh, the uh, pay-your-age promotion at the uh, Build-A-Bear workshop stores around the country? This uh, big promotion yesterday caused chaos and Long Lines in San Francisco, Seattle, New York, Chicago, and a number of other cities. At a midtown Manhattan location, a woman said she and her 8-year-old boy waited for hours to get in to pay 8 bucks to Build-A-Bear.
2: Five hours for a beer. Very disorganized. They should have had more coverage. Who, yeah. who made you do that, baby? Yeah. Nobody did. Shut yeah. up! You, c- you can't stand in line for
0: five hours. Yeah, it's an intelligence test, and <laughs> you guys who stayed there, uh, uh, failed? I mean, right. that sucks for the kid
2: because yeah. I've had to do that before. Tell my kids that look, this line is too long. We're just we keep, we're not going to do it today, right. and they cry and they're disappointed. But you can't stand in line for five hours.
3: No, the company's so overwhelmed it was forced to shut down its all day promo uh, promotion by early afternoon. So, Build A Bear apologized. They're offering fifteen dollar vouchers for kids. ...to get stuffed animals another day. What's the
2: longest you've ever stood in line for something?
1: Many, <sighs> uh, many, many, many hours for concert tickets. Yeah. I slept out overnight. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. You're one of those people. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what does that mean, <laughs> sir?
1: <laughs> I was 17 years old, as I recall. There uh-huh.
2: you go. Because yeah. uh, our, our, our babysitter was uh, in England last week and stood in line for three hours... To see the Queen at the Charing Cross uh, train station to uh, go to the nine and three quarters, oh, where right. Harry Potter gets into, yes. you know, three plus hours. Ain't nobody really got
0: time for that. That's and what I'm
2: she, saying. She was happier than heck to do it. There's there is nothing I will stand in line for for three hours. Nothing. I don't, I don't believe there's anything.
0: I will have Life-saving
1: least... drugs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay, I've got yeah. a, uh, a rattlesnake bite, and the only thing that's going to save my life is at the end of this three-hour line. But yeah. it would take that. <laughs> it would take that. I don't even think sexual favors would do it. I mean, there's just nothing I'm standing in line for three hours for, or five hours. I'm not going there. And people do
3: it all the time. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Anyone else? What's the longest you've ever stood in line for something? Marshall? I've d- I've done like uh, like Joe I've slept out overnight for right. uh, tickets yeah a couple of times
0: I'd say probably close to an hour for like a ride at a like a close roller coaster hour. roller coaster ride, something like that, where yeah. you're just stuck in no man's land. You're like, well, I, an hour is
2: my limit. I stood yeah. in line for an hour to get Davy Jones's autograph. He's the lead singer for the Monkees. Wow. <laughs>
1: wow. wow! But, but not really, a bear for your child. But that was for a Christmas <laughs> present for my brother, which he really, really appreciated. You know, the fellas in charge of the sound clips I, uh, around here, I'd like to ask you, are you paying attention? Are you thinking? Are we all following the show? Here's a hint how can I be the king of Black Friday? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Coming up, one of the leaders of the anti-Trump movement in Britain shows her true colors, and her true color is red. So Piers Morgan is in Great Britain now. He's the host of Good Morning Britain. Hmm, I didn't
2: know that. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Armstrong and Getty.
1: The conscience of the nation.
0: Will you be marching this in the next two days? I'll be marching in Westminster tomorrow alongside thousands of other people who found the policy of board separations mm-hmm. unconscionable. Yep. You think that the sight of our elected Prime Minister holding Donald Trump's hand is an utter embarrassment. Did you find Obama deporting three million people unconscionable? You've yes. you spit many families. Yes, I did. Was, and that's
3: why, and that's why I also... Where was your protest march, march I, against and, that
0: when he came to the country? And, protest, protest, and that's why I also protest... you feel so strongly about it, Where was your protest march against Obama? In this country as well. If you found that unconscionable well. too, where was not the march? do have to
3: go out and march Standards. everything in order to make a point about one thing. No, if you find them both no, uncomfortable and it's the same issue, you have Piers, to mark wise, don't Piers. Piers, you? I would
0: actually encourage you to maybe check out some of the other work that I've done where I've been intensely... Tell you what I'd do, Ash. I'd go and check out some basic facts about your hero, Obama... He's not my hero! I'm how heroic, he comes you idiot. From. <laughs> You didn't plan any protests against <laughs> him, did you? <laughs>
2: Zero protests against Jesus. Obama.
3: Jesus. In case they you, you couldn't right understand what she said there, protest. she
2: said, I'm a communist, <laughs> you idiot.
1: <laughs> yeah. I thought she said that at the end. No. Because she says it again at one point. She said, I'm, hey, Obama's
3: right, not my hero. Go. Put
1: it back up, Michael.
3: Ten
0: Tell you what I do. I go and check out some basic facts about your hero, Obama. He's not my hero. How how heroic he you, comes you idiot. <laughs>
1: Obama I'm a, I'm a communist you
2: idiot something that people involved in or covering protests leave out all the time so many of these protests are communists right right which was a great worldwide conflict for quite a while and we thought it was the biggest threat on earth which it was
1: and a lot of people make a big deal out of the hundreds of millions of people who died terribly at the hands of communism hundreds of millions made the Nazis look like they weren't good at killing people uh, but, yeah, they march with the SEIU and they stomp on your face in Berkeley if you disagree with them. It's very cute. Very cute. Um, people, I'm a communist, you idiot. Obama <laughs> is a radical communist. People weighing and in. And a long legged Mac Daddy. Yes.
2: People weighing in with what's the longest they've ever stood in line for something. I stood in line for five hours to see the premiere of Return of the Jedi. I would not do that. Mm I, stayed eight, I stood in line eight hours to pay my respects to Ronald Reagan when he was lying in state at the Capitol Rotunda. Wow. I stood in line for two hours to get into the Hermitage Museum in St. Petersburg, Russia, which I think is the longest I've ever stood in line for anything, in the rain, and it was 15
1: degrees. How long did you stand in line to see Ben Franklin's toilet? I didn't have to stand in line at all. Really? That's amazing. <laughs> no. Um, How about, uh, what was the other one? Was it Trotsky's toilet? Ah, uh, yeah, I've seen Trotsky's toilet. Right. Yeah. What other notable toilets? Have there you are. Seen? There's a handful. I've seen the uh, toilet that Joe DiMaggio admired at uh, Toodle Vineyards in beautiful Napa Valley. They've preserved it. It's known as Joe DiMaggio's favorite toilet. I saw. Trots- i sat on it actually.
2: I saw Trotsky's toilet in Mexico because that's where he was at the end of his life when he was uh, murdered by the communists. Right. Um. Uh. I believe I saw Lenin's toilet or Stalin's toilet when I was in Russia. One hmm. of them.
1: Did it have a beard? It was probably <laughs> Lenin's.
2: Uh, other people have stood in line uh, eight hours for Ronald Reagan. Okay, it's a long time to stand in line. Yeah. Um I I just at some point early on in my life I I just I, I don't know a, a lot of things if I'm just going to see something like there's no way I would stand in line for an hour to see the Mona Lisa not a chance mm. I just I just don't I just don't get it the the ability to say I've seen something is not that meaningful to me I I'm, can just say it you don't think Yeah you can say it whether yeah, it's true or not yeah. the experience of it though it's not about I don't think the experience it. is going to be any different How do you know? Because I've seen enough things I've seen a lot of things. Seen a lot of things. You've yeah. seen a
1: lot of toilets, <laughs> judging
2: by your story. I've seen a hell of a lot of things. As I've said with travel, I think you can travel a couple of places and you got the whole thing covered. Once you've seen one old, old ancient building, you get it. They're all very similar. Once you've seen one grand work of painting, wow. you get
1: it. That's what they look like. Wow, a man who's <laughs> I mean, I tired of London a li- is, a ti- is tired of life. Uh, and you're tired of the entire earth. I stood in line for over an hour. Except you- toilets. <laughs> I stood in line for over an hour at your 20th
2: anniversary show just to get a picture with you, but it was worth it. Well, thank you.
1: That's it. An hour? Were we there for an hour plus? That's an exaggeration.
0: I don't think so. People no? started showing up early. If they were one of the first arrivers, it could have well, been that. For a picture, they said. Oh,
1: we right we, we try we,
2: to pay attention, Sean. We, uh, we signed pictures and stuff for a long time. Yeah, okay. It was it just such a
0: pleasure
1: for me to meet. All of the good folks who listen to the show went by in the blink of an eye for me. This is the best. It was like I know. a visit to the Mona Lisa. It was beautiful. Literally stood for four hours, then sat
2: for another two hours at the California DMV just to renew my license. <laughs> <laughs> Zingo, good one. Zingo Zango. Our text line is 415 295 KFTC. Quickly, what show's got the most Emmy nominations yesterday?
1: Uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. As usual. Uh, well, I still have never seen an episode. I saw a chunk of one. Some got, lady showed me her boobs.
0: I got season one on DVD. I want to watch it with my wife. Yeah, they have 22 nominations this year, and that's up from zero they had last year because they had such an extended shooting break that they, they weren't actually eligible for any Emmys last year. Yeah. Um, this is going to be the second to last season of Game of Thrones. What's uh, behind Game of Thrones? Uh, Saturday Night Live and Westworld. Saturday Night Live because they stuck it to Trump, so everybody thinks it's fantastic. It, you know. And Westworld is an objectively bad show. I don't understand how they got any nominations outside of just technical like set work. Mm. And, well, I was going to say like it's
1: elaborate.
0: Yeah. The Emmys love elaborate. <laughs> and, and a point that I was reminded by, too, that these are voted on by people who make television. Okay. Which is a different sure. metric than people who watch, enjoy, report on television. Uh, obviously. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. It's a good point. Um, let's see. Did, uh, got six nominations posthumously. Did I say that wrong? Probably not. After they're dead? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Anthony Bourdain's Parts Unknown got six nominations. Uh, well. Um, the, of the broadcast network. Now, networks. did that
2: usually get nominated, or did they think he killed himself so he should get an Emmy?
0: It was very well-respected. Okay. Um, it was an interesting show. I only saw it a couple times because I'm a busy man, but it was very well done. So Netflix has 112 nominations. HBO has 118. First time HBO wasn't in first place in 17 years. The broadcast networks had a combined 78 nominations. Wow. Or, you no, no! no, no, no it? Wow. No, I'm sorry. Like 140. 78 was the most by a broadcast network, NBC. Ah, so. uh, CBS had 34. ABC had 31.
2: Well, if combined it's 140 and NBC got 78 of them, then uh, they, they're clearly the, uh, the the pants in the other networks. Who, who thinks of NBC or ABC when they think they're going to watch a
1: television show right now? Do they still have them? Shows, I don't even know. Besides, I think awards for art are stupid. <laughs> That's my Mona Lisa. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna wait in line for ten minutes to listen to who got an award. I don't care.
2: Couple of things we got to ask Mike Lyons about the Putin summit with Trump. North Korea
1: looks like they're really backing out of this whole deal. And I do have the perfunctory Afghanistan question: right. Are we making progress as as we our own uh, diplomats have claimed recently? Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.